she said, how much you make and how much you're able to receive is based on what you're available for. If you are saying, I'm only, you know, I only think I'm worth $50,000 and someone offers you a $100,000 job, you might be afraid of that. Oh, And you probably go, oh, wow. You know, instead of like, that's damn right, I'm worth $100,000, right? So it's a mindset thing, the way we see ourselves. And, you know, and, and so the other side of it is this. If you see yourself as someone who's worth making $100,000, but you're only making $50,000, then there's a, there's a gap there that you will uh, figure out a way to fill. Welcome to the Be It Till You See It podcast, where we talk about taking messy action, knowing that perfect is boring. I'm Leslie Logan, Pilates instructor and fitness business coach. I've trained thousands of people around the world, and the number one thing I see stopping people from achieving anything is self-doubt. My friends, action brings clarity, and it's the antidote to fear. Each week, my guests will bring bold, executable, intrinsic, and targeted steps that you can use to put yourself first and be it till you see it. It's a practice, not a perfect. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Be It Till You See interview recap where my co-host in life, Brad, and I are going to dig into the compounding combo I had with Steph Caldwell in our last episode. If you haven't yet listened to that interview, feel free to pause this now, go back and listen to that one, and then come back and join us. Yeah, it was a great combo. It's so fun. I'm so glad we got her on the pod. I heard her on another pod and I was like, I gotta get her on. And you know what's so fun is like, I literally like DM'd her while I was listening and I was like, do you want to be on a pod? And she said yes. <laughs> that's rad. Now, yeah, I listened to the to that episode two times uh, to prep for this one because there was just a lot there, and I feel like there was a lot of overlap with my experience in and uh, like what like how she got to where she was. She had a very distinct break from me in that she felt like she had a hit a gender glass ceiling, but the startup aspect, doing all the different roles, you know, living in that life that made me think of me. Of yeah. my, my background. Yeah, I think there's a lot of similarities. And I, what I love about what she did, and we'll talk more about it, I'm sure, in a second. But, like, she saw a problem. And that's what she used to solve, to, like, take her down a journey. And I think a lot of times we see problems and we see them as holding us back. Yeah. As opposed to, like, the obstacle is the way, as Ryan Holiday would say. Um, and I don't even know how I rhymed three words in a row, but I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> okay. Before we get into Steph Caldwell, a um, couple things. From, if you are listening to this in real time, hey, how are you? Hello. Um, It is 10 days until our seventh agency mini start. Yeah. Seven-day coaching program. And Brad and I have already like meal prepped, dog prepped. I know. We we are ready because we are going to have more people on this one than we've ever had. Yeah. And we can do that because we have more coaches. But we um, actually have uh, help this time. It's not just the two of us. Yeah, which is actually benefits all of them in different ways because each person has an arsenal that is like what they are so good at. And that's the thing about agency is that it's not about like, there's this one way and this is the pamphlet and you fill out this questionnaire and all the fill in the blanks and boom, you have ad copy, sales copy, yeah, a no. bit. No, we don't do any of Doesn't that. Do that. Doesn't do that. So each person brings a different skill set. So I'm so excited. If you have not yet signed up for that and you are in the fitness business world, trainers, yoga teachers, plies instructors, um, any massage therapists, doulas, profitapplies.com slash mini will take you to the page to sign up and get into the group. Yeah, profitablepilates.com slash mini. 
And if you are listening to this after we've already gotten started, just go there and get yourself on the wait list for our next round. Mm -hmm. And then, um, which will not be this year, but it'll be sometime next year. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, I'm like, like not even. Yeah, just under it? a month. Just under a month. I'm like, where is the calendar? Uh, we are going to have people in our house for our biz retreat, which is yeah. so exciting. So if you are our someone. Our actual house in Vegas. Yeah. It's a party. Yeah. And it is a party. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's a very small group and you get a ton of hands-on support in your business. So if you are someone who's like, online doesn't work for me. I need to be there in the room. Well, this is the room and we're inviting you in. And if you're like, I'll do the next one. There isn't one. Yeah, there literally isn't one. <laughs> not, not on the schedule. And unfortunately, just because um, there are only 365 days in a year and I do like to take off some of them. We just don't have enough time. Slash, I'd rather be in Cambodia. I know. We're so excited. I mean, we love our house, but um, we're speaking of Cambodia. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, if you if you want to join us, there is still room on the this year's business retreat. Starts October 5. Uh, just go to ProfitablePilates.com slash retreat mm -hmm. and you can get all the deets there. Um, yeah. If you're local, drive on in. And if you're yeah. not local, we have a discount link for an incredible hotel that is a mile from our house. So you can just ride a bike. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, speaking of Cambodia, uh, we'll we have, be going there. We have a few spots left. And I know you're like, it's six weeks away. That's an international trip. Oh, well, you only need a few weeks to get I the think seven. seven seven weeks away. Seven weeks. Well, first of all, that's fine. Buy a plane. They're the same. And buy a plane ticket now. And then the visa is actually not complicated to get because you can't even apply till you're 30 days out of your trip anyways. So there you go. Yeah. Usually you don't want to apply for the visa until, you know, about a month out. I think it's available valid for 90 days. But anyway. It's easy to do. They turn it around pretty quickly. Literally three days is t is the typical return time yeah. on the visas. Yeah. So, yeah. So no big deal. Go to leslielogan.co slash retreats. Retreat. Retreat. Just one, one yeah, word. Singular. Oh, just singular. Yeah, leslielogan.co slash retreat. <laughs> just retreat. Okay, so before we go back to Steph Caldwell and all of her awesomeness, do we have an audience question to respond to? Yeah, we totally do. And I laughed when I like when we got this question because um, uh, we've been getting all this question from a lot of people. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was more like, "Hello, are you alive? Is everything okay?" You may have heard that there's been rain in Las Vegas. Uh, By pretty, the way, it does rain in Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah, pretty intense. Uh, it's weird when it snows because it has snowed, but mm -hmm. that's when it's like, what? But every year there's a monsoon season here, mm -hmm. uh, which I didn't know existed until we moved here. And, and then I was like, why is, there, why is this so darn windy? Why is there 45, 50 mile an hour winds right now? And then- Oh, it's one, raining. It's and sideways. Kablooey, <laughs> the skies opened up and the rain was literally going sideways. That was the first summer we were here. We're like, where did we just move to? This past monsoon season, I think we might still be at the tail end of it at this point, but I'm not sure. Anyway, it was, it's been intense. It's been like really... Um, well, it's been the rain that we've needed, but uh, we haven't had a monsoon season like this for a couple of years. So I think A, people forgot, and yeah. B, I think that the media has wants something new to talk about. So Well, it's, it's also setting records. I mean, in August, we had uh, a typical August, we get like 0.3 inches of rain for the whole month. And in, you know, in the middle of August, there was one night that rain 0.6 inches in three hours. So literally double in three hours what we normally would get for the entire month. Yeah. And so like, so to answer your question first, we are fine. The yeah, house we're totally is fine. Okay. We, I, we sit I, up a little bit 
we're just slightly elevated by, I don't know, uh, 100 feet or 200 feet from the strip. So all those videos that you saw online of like rain coming out of the TVs inside of the casinos and like cars floating away and stuff. I mean, it was, it's been bananas. We're a little bit elevated from that. So the water runs downhill. Uh, it definitely, uh, you know, still pounds on the house, but fortunately it, it's yeah. been okay. And um, so I definitely think that whoever built those casinos maybe needs to take a look at how things were built in the mid 50s. <laughs> but, um, but the other thing is, is like it is it is natural for a monsoon to happen and the storms do carry a lot of rain. Yeah. And the city actually has been built for this. There's actually 600 miles of sewage systems going yeah, on drain off drain. it's like runoff piping under 600 miles of pipes underneath the city yeah um it doesn't necessarily all flow back to lake mead although we wish that it did um but it does at least try to to run off the water um, and it's kind of interesting when i first moved here someone said if it rains and you're driving pull over just pull over and just wait a few minutes because the sit the streets are actually built so that the water goes into the sewage systems and gets out of the way. And so you don't want to just be like getting ready to like flood and yeah. float off with the bird. But at any rate, like it isn't something that's like shocking for the area. It just seems shocking because it's a little dramatic that people were playing slot machines while rain was pouring <laughs> down on them. I saw a dude with an inner tube going down the strip. I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, and then, um, Lake Mead did rise two feet, and the fuselage that was half showing that was very exciting because they knew it was down there. Some World War II thing. They knew it was down there, but they couldn't get to it. Well, it was halfway showing, and it's now not showing as much. Um, yeah. and so, uh, and they did find five bodies so far. So only one do they think was a murder. I know with the mafia here, we. I think those bodies are in the desert, but that's fine. That's my own. <laughs> That's my own thing from the Uber drivers who I've had who miss the mafia running the place because they're like, there was no crime. People would just get taken out to the desert and shot. And I was like, oh, so they're not in Lake Mead. So anyways, thank you for the worries. Um, and to my mother-in-law who sent me stay safe hugs. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're kind of out of the mess a little bit. So, yeah. 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 We it do. Didn't, didn't, uh, didn't hit us quite uh, as severely as, as all what you saw. And we also do know how to count the thunder and the lightning away from each other. So we could go take the dogs for a walk if it wasn't totally a storm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Finally. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about Steph Caldwell. Yeah. Yeah. So Steph is a personal development author, angel investor, and vice president of sales for a Silicon Valley fintech company. Okay, if you're not familiar with fintech, it means financial tech, uh, right? So she is the VP of sales for a finance tech company, uh, passionate about closing the gender gap in half the time. And, and uh, we'll briefly talk about what half the time means. She is an advocate for women's financial literacy and their participation in emerging industries uh, so uh, women can realize uh, gender equality. And, uh, and she's really uh, focused on leading more inclusion and profitability for all people over time. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's like, you know, um, what's really interesting is when she did talk about the financial gap and how many years it would take. Like 208 years. Yeah. And like, what, just, what does that, what does that specifically mean? If, if uh, the increase in wages and the increase in wealth proceeds at the current rate that it is today, it will not be equal between men and women for 208 more years. Yeah. And and then also, just so we all are clear, like whatever you picture when we say women, 
when you think of people of color, it just gets like the gap gets bigger. So um, what it, what is really great is if we can take all of women and we can actually help bridge that gap, it will actually have a wonderful effect on people of all colors and all backgrounds. And I think that's really important because what we do know about women and spending money is when women make money, they give it back to the community. And no offense to the men listening to this podcast. Thank you so much. But typically they keep it for themselves <laughs> or they like put it in stocks and things like that. But like giving back to the community actually makes the community better. It makes people in the community have more success. And it's this really incredible thing. And so um, I'm really I just that's one of the reasons I had ever on because I I I know that like in junior high I was taught how to balance a checkbook. And like that was the extent of my investment financial literacy. <laughs> I've learned everything from podcasts and books. Yeah. One she, thing on she definitely like had a whole lot of things to say. What was one thing that, what, what are two things actually? Because oh. there's so much. I put a couple things for each of us today. Well, you know, um, of course, um, I loved Where Fuck Being Fun Humble, that book that she talked about. I was like, what? How do we talk about this? How did I miss this? How do I not know this? So like, I, um, I think that a lot, including myself, we won't do things. Women especially won't do things because like, Oh, well, that could take away from this person. Like I will. And yes, there are reasons to do that. But like, I remember you proposed to me and I was like, oh, my gosh, wait, what about the other girl who's proposed to yesterday on this trip? Maybe we shouldn't do this right now. Like I like <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And like, so I just really um, I really loved uh, her bringing up this book. And she says, imagine you're the bossest version of yourself. And then remember that when you're going, you're going to be the most humble. And I think that there is definitely um, some ways of, of being in between that and riding that line. But like, if you don't know what that boss's version of yourself is, it's really hard to like, it's a weird word. Yeah. Boss is bosses. The, if most, you were the most boss, like how could you be boss? Right. And uh, so basically the idea was, um, she said, listen, you know, by nature, um, or by nurture, actually, we have been told be humble, be humble, be humble, uh, you know, yada, yada, yada. And she said, what if we said, what if we were not humble just for a moment? What if we were like, what if, what if it only, the world only revolved around us? What if we only had our things going, uh, you know, and, and everything was all about me, which seems so weird and awkward and like a little, you know, like, like, whoa, that's, you know, right. Deep breath. What if, just what if, because she said that person is in there. It's just that we smother that with this, this teaching that we should be humble. And I think that the, there's for sure there's a balance of what would be uh, good, but what, you know, uh, between the two. But I think most often we end up putting ourselves last uh, or we uh, don't fight for ourselves because, oh, well, we're supposed to be humble and we're not supposed to, you know, like, like I, you feel arrogant or you feel like um, you're doing something wrong if you are advocating for yourself or fighting for yourself. And she said, don't do that when you're, when you're talking about finances. Mm -hmm. I think well, a great example of this would be negotiating a salary. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think first, like just to go back, if you're listening to this podcast, there's a big chance that you are not a narcissist, egotistical maniac. There's a huge chance that you are an awesome human being who cares about others. And the reason you're listening to this is because you have some sort of idea of who you should be in this world and you want to do that because it's going to help others. So I'm just going to say that. So even the most boss version of yourself, the bossest version of yourself, in this world where it's all about you, in no way are you like freaking like, F you everyone, it's all about me. For sure, you're like, 
how can I like bring these people together and how can I bring right. these people together? So just like put that in there. And then yes, when it comes to like a negotiation of salary, so many people are like, first of all, they like play small. They're like, do you think I could have like, is there a time that I could have like a raise? Like there's no confidence in there. You're, you're actually the wrong side of humble, <laughs> you know? So it's like, actually what, like, think about it. Why do you deserve that raise? What have you done? How do you do that? And then you state your case for like, this is what I've done for the company. Here's what I want to do. I'm going to need more for to do these things. What are your thoughts on this? And they could still say no. And that doesn't mean that you're not worth it. It could just be like, what's going on with them. But at least they know, oh, this is what she's bringing to the table or they're bringing to the table. And wow, they know this. There's something really like attractive about someone who's like, this is how much I'm worth. I want to go um, yes. to something really quick. She talked about this goes along with it. It's like um, we are able to receive what we're able to receive is based on what we're available for. It's a mindset. If you, if your mindset is in this humble state, I'm not going to ask for more, just a little bit. I don't want to ask for even more than what I need because I don't want to take from anybody else. You're not going to be available. Like you're not even going to see opportunities, networking opportunities. Some of you want to teach workshops or like go out and have this opportunity, this opportunity. But if you are playing so small with your financial literacy and those words around you, the universe is literally there to go, here's what you want. And you're like, mm, I'm actually... I need it to be this big. If you're on YouTube, I'm making it this big. <laughs> um, and then it's like, okay, well, that's all you're going to see and be available for. So many of you are actually keeping, and I'm not, I can put myself in this, keeping ourselves from having the opportunity to have more, just some base we're able to see. And then- Well, I think, I think you know, she snuck this in here. So I, I, I love that we're digging it out. You know, you know, she's talking about the way we value ourselves and how we, we think about, you know, like, the amount of money we want to make. She was talking about incomes. You know, am I $10,000 earner, $100,000 earner, $10 million earner? Like, how does that work? And she was talking about how that changes how you show up, you know, um, to what it is that you're doing uh, when you have that, those perspectives. But she said how much you make and how much you're able to receive is based on what you're available for. If you are saying, I'm only... You know, I only think I'm worth fifty thousand dollars, and someone offers you a hundred thousand dollar job. You might be afraid of that. Oh, and yeah. you probably go, "Oh, wow!" You know, instead of like, "That's damn right, I'm worth a hundred thousand dollars," right? So it's a mindset thing, the way we see ourselves, and you know, and and so the other side of it is this: if you see yourself as someone who's worth making a hundred thousand dollars, but you're only making fifty thousand dollars, then there's a there's a gap there that you will. Uh, figure out a way to fill. Yeah. You know? Well, and, and also you'll be open to it. You know, like if you, I remember like think, believing that money is all around me and money just finds me. Like I remember having that as a mantra, money mm -hmm. just finds me. And sure enough, one day I was walking up the stairs at that Equinox West Hollywood and it's these like tight stairs. These are like, I don't even know how they, I say this all the time. I don't know how they pass. Narrow. Like, narrow narrow. They're very narrow, especially because people have gym bags. There was a hundred dollars in cash on the steps. I picked it up. I put it in my office desk in case anyone like, because my, my studio is right at the top of the stairs. So I thought, well, for sure, someone will just like probably come and look for an employee. And, um, and I, and I waited and I, no one came up to me. And then I, um, asked the front desk security thing. I said, Hey, has anyone mentioned they're missing any money? And they said, no. And I said, okay, two weeks later, no one had, I was like, this is for me. This was meant for me to have. So guess what? No one ever asked for it. It was put there because I, money is always flowing to me. And yeah. I, I, do you know what? I needed that $100 that week because it was perfect. So I think like 
we have to homework assignment for you all is to like really think about how much you are as an earner. Like, what does that look like? If it's $50,000, there's no, I'm not discounting that for some people that is all they want. And that is, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you do want a hundred thousand dollars, there's also nothing wrong with wanting that. There's also not, there's nothing wrong with wanting eight figures. It is all about going back to your, why you want it. And then believing that you're worth it. And then putting the energy out there because you will see, you'll be available for the opportunities that come with that, that people are trying to put in front of you. Yeah. You just will. Yeah. Um, I love that. There was one other thing uh, that she mentioned. She said, where you put your effort, it does expand. Well, that's the freaking truth. Yeah. So I'm... I wanted you, I, I wanted you to talk about that. Okay. So this, this is something I see a lot with whether people are doing Pilates with us or they're in business with us. They want more of those things. But their effort, if I ask them where they're spending their time, is on something else entirely. Mm. And then they're kind of resenting both <laughs> because they're not getting the expansion of the area they want. And Give us they, an example. For example, um, I'll just say for my families, you want to have more time doing Pilates or more time to work on your business. Either one of those is fine. But your family is also a priority to you and you're spending more time with them. The problem is while you're spending time with them, you're resentful of all the time you're with them because you want to be working on this other thing or doing this other thing. Well, because you're spending more time with them, your time with them and their relationship with them expands. It grows. There's nothing wrong with that. So where you put your effort, your time, Mm -hmm. it it expands. Yeah. And so if you're wanting your Pilates practice or your business to expand, you do have to put effort there. Effort doesn't have to be 40 hours a week. Yeah, it doesn't have to be insane amounts of time. No, it just has to be, you have to prioritize that effort. It can't be a, you know how you can like vacuum a room and put nice lines in it and like it's beautiful. Or you could just like quickly like take that little, what are those handheld things? And like, just get the couch. Like, (laughs) so I feel like- I'm very excited to see where we're going here. I feel like effort is just intentional around the, uh, the job that you're wanting done being intentional. If you want to have a very clean room, you are intentional about cleaning the room. So you're saying there's two ways to clean a room? I think there's probably more, but in this scenario, there are two. You can be intentional and put lines But at the, the end, carpet. you still have a clean room. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's just that like, well, you don't. If you just vacuum the couch, you don't have a clean room, but you have a clean couch. <laughs> but the effort, I'm just saying, well, if you're not putting effort into something, you cannot be upset it didn't go where you wanted to go. Yeah. However, you should not be resentful of the things you put effort into instead. You should be asking yourself, where, like, where am I think I'm efforting, but I'm not really? And like, where can I take some energy from something else and put it into this for a while to see it expand? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was going to say where you put your effort, it does expand is like if you spend 10 hours a week working on a project for years, you know, you are going to move that project forward. So it seems very logical to me where you put your effort, it expands, right? But I think that you, you, what you're talking about is, is exactly right. We think we're putting an effort on the thing. You know, maybe it's your business, you know, you're teaching uh, clients and whatnot. You think you're putting effort into growing the business, but you're actually putting effort into running the business and they're different things, right? So that can be confusing. I'm working and I'm working and I'm working and I'm working it. Well, you're maintaining it, right? There's a difference between working the business and, uh, and maintenance versus growth, right? So, uh, and that can build that resentment uh, where you feel like, well, shit, I'm just spinning my wheels. 
well, maybe you're not actually spending, putting the effort into growing the business. And uh, another thing that I know, um, a lot of uh, moms out there uh, are spending, uh, like you you said, uh, they're, they're busting their butt all day and, you know, at a job and they come home and they work with their, their family and they're not spending the time doing the thing that they want to be doing, whether that's your Pilates practice or building your side hustle or whatever. And I know it's hard to juggle those things, but this is just the nature of life. Where you put your effort, that thing expands. So well, it's something to be aware of. And then just because you made me think of this, and we talked about this as a compounding conversation, like if you actually like put in serious effort towards something you want to grow, it does at some point end up in the ball in a different court or things just kind of happen. Like if you actually put effort, let's say you are wanting a ton of people to buy something of yours then you're going to have to spend some effort finding a ton of people to know like and trust you just going to have to but here's the cool thing at some point that effort is compounding and it's the interest is working without you actually doing it for example right you might have to if we're talking about social media you might have to post every single day for a while to get followers and to get people to listen to you and to trust what you have to say but then eventually your posts can have longevity like my friend Danielle Pacenti, when we talked about her, she was on the podcast. When I met her, she was posting every single day. But then just two years later, she was posting three times a week. Why? Because there was compounding interest to her posts. And so she ha- got to do fewer posts that had the same impact as right. multiple posts. So not only does it expand, there is a compoundingness to it. And if you are wanting something to grow and you're not spending time growing it, Please don't get mad at yourself or resent the people, place, or thing that is keeping you from doing it. How much time can I spend efforting on this thing? And then really be intentional. If it's only 10 minutes, then do you know what you can do in 10 minutes if you're uninterrupted and you're just focused on the thing? A lot more than you think. So anyways, I love that too. Okay. Yeah. We, we talked about a lot about what I love. We, but why don't we go into what you love? All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep it brief because uh, uh, we're, we're, uh, we need to move on here. But basically, um, she said a couple things that I really uh, resonated with. One thing that I've, I've never heard anybody else say this, and again, this is another thing that I thought, wow, uh, we have a lot of similarities. She said, air is a resource just like money is a resource. My whole life I have said, I want, I want money to be like air, meaning there's air, so much air, I don't have to think about the air, it's just there. That's how I want money in my life. We're doing I want, good on the rhyming this episode. There's I want so much of it that I don't have to think about it, right? So. Uh, air is a resource just like money. And I thought that's that's interesting uh, because let's break down. What what do, you, what do you mean by a resource, right? Like it's not something that you hoard. You want to, you need to use it, right? So that's, there's, there's that conversation that could be had. Uh, sorry, I meant money is a resource. You yeah. don't want to hoard it. You want to use it. I'm going to leave you with those thoughts. I, oh, I, I think, just want to say like, just so we all know what resources are, that's like food, water, place to live. Money is like those things and they're in existence and you are allowed to have them and you don't have to even ask for like, you don't go around asking people for fucking air. You don't actually like you don't go, gosh, I'm so greedy. I, I ate today. No, you have to eat. You have to sleep. You have to breathe. And money is 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 equal to all of those things. And you don't have to apologize for how much of it you want. And you're also like you said, not supposed to hoard it. You're supposed to use it. Utilize yeah. it because it's a resource. If I breathe the air, I'm alive, and then I can go off and do things to impact others. Yeah, same with money. Um, she she also said um, 
uh, and this is for business owners out there, when, when you were mentioning earlier resentment, um, what is hell yeah money revenue in your business? And she was arguing about like raising your rates and, you know, bringing in uh, income so that you're not, uh, A, so that you're profitable, but B, so that you're not building that resentment. What is the hell yeah revenue in your business? And how can you do more of that? Right? Like, how can, can you do more of that? Um, is it an option for you to do more of that? Because you know what? When you're making hell yeah money, guess what? You're excited to work with your clients. You're excited to run your business. You are making the money that you believe you should be making, right? What? So you need to identify what is that hell yeah revenue in your business. And just because some people might be like, I don't have any hell yeah revenue in their business, then I want you to actually think about what would be hell yeah money. I mean, we're not necessarily talking about. I'm not talking about number of dollars. Yeah, I'm talking yeah, about I'm not, like you're not... excited to work. You're excited to make that money. Yeah, I, I was actually going to say we built a tool called the Magic Number Calculator to help you figure out where the money is. Like that, you if you want to be making X amount of dollars, and you, then you need to know how much to be charging your people, your your clients, and that will change your perspective because every session could be hell yeah money for you. Well, and also if you're, and just to your point, like if you're not, if you don't feel like you have hell yeah money, there's a good sign you're not charging enough for the efforts you're doing or that you are keeping around a service product thing that actually let go. Sure. you don't want to do anymore right. and you are in fear of moving forward. But trust me, you're not going to expand anywhere else because you're spending all this time efforting in the unhell yeah money. I don't know the opposite of not like fuck no money. <laughs> so, um, so I think like if you have hell yeah money, I want you to go and look and see how you can have more of that in your biz and less of the, the fuck no. And if you're like, everything's a fuck no guys, then I want you to dream up what hell yeah would look like. Sure. What would make you want to go? Hell yeah. I'm showing up for that. And then I want you to take the first next step to creating that. And that could be Asking people, if I created this thing, would you do it? You know, Pulling. it doesn't have to actually be like creating the thing. Please make sure you survey people before you do it. But you, the hell yeah, money is out there. And if you're not making it currently, then it's time to dream up what that would be. Yeah. Taking care of your health isn't always easy, but it should at least be simple. That's why for the past three years, We've been drinking AG1 every day, no exceptions. It's just one scoop mixed with water once a day, every day, and it makes me feel totally energized and it makes me feel like I'm doing something healthy for myself. That's because each serving of AG1 delivers my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics, and more. It's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. Yeah, and you're probably wondering like, how can you actually do it? No exceptions. I know you guys travel all the time. You've got a lot going on. You're running three businesses. Here's the deal. It's because it's that simple. So when we're at home, after I walk by own, and sometimes August, because sometimes he comes, I open up the fridge. I pull out the dog's wet food and the AG1. I pour my AG1. And if Brad's up, I'll pour his too. And then I give the dogs their food. And we have this morning breakfast with all of our nourishing vitamins, minerals that we need to kickstart our day together as a family. But when we're traveling... What I love so much is these travel packs and they make it so easy to make sure that especially on the road when it's the hardest to get nutrition needs met, like it is impossible. I'm constantly like, is there a salad? Is there a bowl? Like, can I add more veggies to this Thai food? But I know because I'm AJ1 in the morning, I am set to go. And it really does make us feel like we're doing things that are healthy for ourselves even when we hit the road. So you cannot make a mistake with AG1. It makes it really easy no matter how busy your life is 
or maybe your life is simple and you're gonna add something extra simple to it. If there's one product I had to recommend to elevate your health, it's AG1, and that's why we've partnered with them for so long. So if you wanna take ownership of your health, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash be it. That's drinkag1.com slash B-E-I-T. Check it out. Uh, all right, finally, let's talk about those be it action items. What bold, executable, intrinsic, or targeted action items can we take away from your convo with Steph Caldwell? I am uh, going to jump in, and she gave us four, and they were um, all things that she lives her life by. They're quotes from other people, um, and we're just going to go through all four of those really quickly right now. There is power in no. So that is, um, uh, uh, I can't remember, uh, she, she, she gave us all the names of who's, uh, she got these quotes from, but I didn't write them down. So there's, but, but there's power in the, in the word no. And I think that that kind of relates back to the hell yeah money. You know, it's, it's okay for you to say no. When you say no, it gives you space in your life, in your schedule, in your thoughts, in your uh, day to focus on the things that do make that money that are yeses or hell yeses. So there's power in uh, the word no. Um, and then another thing that she mentioned is ask yourself this every single day. Are you willing? Are you willing? Are you willing to be that person that takes action, the person that, uh, that has, uh, is able to have those hard conversations both with yourself and with others? Are you willing to be the person that can step into uh, the life that you most desire? Are you willing? Mm, that's a great question. You can journal on that. And there might be days when you're not willing. So just honor that. Just like give yourself permission, you know, and not every day has to be a, like a day that you go, go hard or go home. Um, and, you know, first of all, no is also a complete sentence. Just so you know, that was a K and O W, but no, you know, is a complete sentence for your information. <laughs> My biggest takeaway is put a statute of limitations on all childhood traumas. And look, I just want to make sure we all understand I am not discounting that there are childhood traumas and some people's traumas are like unfathomable. That being said, a lot I've seen in my own family, sometimes we keep those childhood traumas around as an as a as a as an excuse for keeping ourselves small and where we are and not moving forward. And so Yeah, this ties directly into her fourth thing, which is you can have excuses, you can have success. But you cannot have both, right? Yeah. And I think that um, it's very difficult to be introspective, meaning to analyze yourself and to say, this trauma that I experienced, while still real, is it continuing to negatively affect me today? Right? And that, how do you see that? You know, how do you identify that? But, uh, and I don't necessarily know the answer. I think journaling can really help um, seeing you know, speaking with a therapist, a therapist can help mm -hmm. with that. Having a partner who uh, is you are willing to let challenge you um, can help with that. Um, or a sibling or a parent uh, or a friend even uh, who you are, you let them challenge you uh, without blowing up the, the relationship. Um, you know, writing music, writing poems, uh, all that stuff can be really uh, a release and help you take a second look at yourself. I know. Um, 
Well, I think just to, just to like for my own, just to say, I grew up without money, right? If, we all, if you listen to the podcast long enough, you know that this has happened. You know that I grew up with like not answering the phone because we had bill collectors calling, like didn't know where money was coming from often. I could keep that around as my reason for not being good with money and um, not being able to make money because no one ever makes money in my family. And um, and people in my family are just bad. I could just make a bunch of excuses. Sure. Um, based on the trauma of that kind of, of the childhood that I had around money, or I can go, those things happened in my life, but they don't mean that I can't figure out how money works and that I can't have a different life than the people before me and that I can't have all the money in the world that I want to have. So I could either let it hold me back and help me to stay, just stay it like, and this is my box and I, I'm, this is what I do. And I can only do this because that's all I'm, that's all I was taught. That's all I know. That's the experience I had. Or I can use that as a, a framework of understanding, learning, and then a jumping off point to take me to where I want to go. And, and I think that that's like, actually is like the best thing that anybody can do. Like, what if you actually looked at it? Look at Michael Unbroken, you know, like he Look at him. I mean, like we can all say that he had some childhood trauma. Yeah, <laughs> like a lot, like more than I think any of us can picture. And where is he at today? Changing the world, like ending childhood trauma in his lifetime. So I just think that, like, yes, many of you, many of us have had these things, and you get to choose how you want them to affect your life. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Um, oh, just really quick, a reminder that Steph Caldwell has a new podcast out about Web three. Um, and we put that in our show notes on her episode and I hope you all listen to it because ladies, if we do want to end this gap, we got to be on this next horizon of the interwebs and, um, and I will be binging out on every episode so that I can educate myself. I hope you will too, because we have the opportunity to be there as it's being created. So let's do it. Love it. Amazing. I'm Leslie Logan. And I'm Brad Crowell. How are you going to use these tools in your life? What was the best things that worked for you? What were your takeaways? We want to know. Tag the Be a Pod and us um, and Steph and anybody else that you're, you're listening to a different episode, whoever that was. So we know your takeaways, how you're going to use them. And then remember, you can always DM us your questions, your bold moments at the Be a Pod on Instagram. Until next time, be it till you see it. Bye for now. episode of the be it till you see it podcast one thing that would help both myself and future listeners is for you to rate the show and leave a review and follow or subscribe for free wherever you listen to your podcast also make sure to introduce yourself over at the be it pod on instagram i would love to know more about you share this episode with whoever you think needs to hear it help us and others be it till you see it have an awesome day Be It Till You See It is a production of As the Crows Fly Media. It's written, produced, filmed, and recorded by your host, Leslie Logan, and me, Brad Kroll. Our associate producer is Amanda Fratarelli. Kevin Perez at Desenio handles all of our audio editing. Our theme music is by Ali at Apex Production Music. And our branding by designer and artist, Gianfranco Chofi. Special thanks to our designer, Jaira Mandal, for creating all of our visuals, 
which you can't see because this is a podcast, and our digital producer, Jay Pedroso, for editing all the video each week that you can. And to Angelina Herrico for transcribing each of our episodes so you can find them on our website. And finally, to Meredith Kroll for keeping us all on point and on time. Hey loves, it's me, Leslie, and I am excited to talk about socks because we need to talk about socks all the time because I love being barefoot. I am not a fan of shoes. You'll rarely see me in shoes. Even when I have people at my house and they're in shoes, I am barefoot or I'm in my toe socks and Tavi Active socks. And the reason is that I've got tile floors and um, they're not so nice to my feet. So I do love a cute sock. And I also only use their socks when I am doing Pilates. I love that they have an amazing sticky gripness to them. It also, when I'm teaching in other people's studios, having those socks on keeps me from slipping around in a studio and really allows me to root where I'm planted. Plus, they're freaking cute. Have you seen toe socks and Tavi's socks? I mean, my goodness, they are the cutest styles all the time. The Barbie socks, I can't get enough of. I think I need to buy three pairs. So here's the deal. I want you to get yourself a pair of toe socks or Tavi Active socks, and you can go to beapod.com slash toe socks. That's going to take you over to toe socks. Feel free to explore Tavi, and you can use my discount code, Leslie, that's L-E-S-L-E-Y, to make sure you save some money on your socks, because the reality is, is you should just get the most amazing cutest socks and also save some money because you listen to this podcast. So make sure you check those out the next time you are looking for some socks to wear in Pilates, yoga, bar, or around your house like I do. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.